Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. This episode is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience and have more meaningful conversations, you're going to want to check out Poddex. Now, if you want to get 10% off your order right now, you can go to poddex.com and type in coupon code, what's the code? Larry21. Yes, that's the code. Check out poddex.com. Take your podcast to the next level. Welcome to the True Crime Never Sleeps Podcast. We dive into stories of true crime, from unsolved cold cases, to historic kidnapping, to gangsters, and beyond. We are your source for true crime. We thank you for listening. Welcome to the True Crime Never Sleeps Podcast. I am your host, Larry Lease. Today on another Murder Monday, we discuss the murder of Kathy Woodhouse, killed at the dry cleaners. First, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Pondex, for sponsoring this episode. Check them out today, pondex.com, and use promo code Larry21 for 10% off your purchase. What are Pondex? Glad you asked. Pondex are unique interview questions and episode starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience, or you want to get more engagement, you want to check out pondex.com. And remember, use code Larry21 for 10% off your first order. So let us dive right in to it, shall we? The city of Heron in Illinois wasn't known for its violent crime. So when police received a call on January 18, 1992, saying there had been a rape and a murder at the dry cleaners, the dispatcher was somewhat taken aback. Although they were suspicious of maybe a prank, they nevertheless passed the message on to police so officers could be sent to check it out. Investigators must have been concerned about the choice of words the anonymous tipster had made. After all, how could someone stumbling upon a crime scene for sexual assault unless they were trained or involved? When Illinois State Police arrived at Fox's Laundry, they found it empty with no one manning the front desk. But after moving through to the staff area, they were horrified to discover the bloody body of 40-year-old employee Kathy Ann Woodhouse. Crime scene technician Kenneth O.T. would later testify that Kathy was found face down near the furnace, naked apart from a bra. There was a substantial wound to her head, and a metal mop ringer was found discarded on the floor that was consistent with the damage inflicted. Investigators quickly secured the scene and began to assemble any details and evidence they could that may catch who did this to the married mother of three. Biological material was collected from the body and a bloody handprint garnered from a plastic bag that looked like a killer had brushed against on his way out. Detectives also took fingerprints from the payphone close to the store, and outside they found part of the leg from a pair of pantyhose that could have been used by the attacker as a disguise. 
Unfortunately, the limited means of testing forensic evidence in the early 1990s meant technicians could only report that their suspect was a non-secretor. Furthermore, neither the fingerprints nor the handprint matched anything on record. But we soon get to two promising leads. The investigation received a boost when investigators realized there had been another customer at the dry cleaners at around the time Kathy was murdered. A woman had written a check for some items of clothing that had been collected, so police got in touch to ask her a few questions. She said she had gone into the store and found no one there, but could see her clothes on a rack in the front section. As she gathered them up and wrote the check, a man wearing a hat emerged from the staff quarters and asked if she needed any help. The woman said she was fine and thanked them before taking her dry cleaning and leaving the premises. However, detectives knew there were no other employees at Fox's working at the time and that the helpful man was likely to be the killer. They took a description and produced an e-fit that was circulated throughout Heron, Heron in an attempt to flesh out the murderer. Meanwhile, Kathy's family had remembered something strange she had reported just a few days earlier. While she worked the evening shift, she was disturbed to receive an anonymous calling, a call asking what color polish she was wearing on her toenails. Again, police hurried to investigate the lead, but phone records proved the call had come from a very embarrassed townsperson who simply felt like making some crank calls that night and had a solid alibi for the day of the crime. But the third lead was the charm. Frustration was beginning to build. Two, that two apparently solid leads had not panned out when another call came in suggesting that detectives take a closer look at a man named Paul Taylor. The caller said the fast food company he worked for used foxes for their uniforms. When police called to check, they found Taylor had suddenly quit his job because he was moving back to his native Louisiana. Taylor didn't match the sketch at all and was only 20 rather than 30 to 35, like the witness had described, but they brought him in anyway. Not only were his fingerprints a match from those taken from the crime scene, but a search of Taylor's property revealed he had the missing piece of pantyhose hidden in his bedroom. Upon questioning, Taylor confessed he had gone to the dry cleaners and saw Kathy working behind the counter. He claimed the outfit she was wearing made him decide he had to have her, and when he had, he no longer wanted her anymore, so decided to kill her. He said his only regret was that he failed to wear gloves. Investigator and crime scene technicians for the Williamson County Sheriff's Department Eric Fertini later testified that Taylor was somewhat distant at times. At certain points, he almost appeared to be proud of what he had done. Taylor also revealed that the eyewitness who provided the details for the sketch had a lucky escape. He said he was in the back with Kathy when he heard someone moving around in the customer area. So he took off his disguise and went through under the pretense of being an employee. When her business proved to be simple and she didn't suspect anything, Taylor let her go. Had she heard Kathy's struggles or arrived a short time either earlier or later, Taylor would surely have murdered her too. It was only when detectives started to dig deeper into the past of Paul Taylor that they realized what type of individual they were really dealing with. According to state of Louisiana court records, Taylor had been verbally abused by his mother's new husband as a child and had begun to skip school and stay out all night at the age of 10. He was placed into foster care and went to stay at a group home called the Boys Village in Lake Charles in April 1984. There, he was assigned to the Learning Disabled Classroom and assigned courses to help assimilate him back into mainstream school. However, 10 days before he was set to leave, Taylor displayed an outburst of bad behavior 
that led to a house parent questioning his readiness to leave the program. Despite this, Taylor was finally released back home at the end of June in 1985. Just two months later, at the age of 14, Taylor crashed a conference for school administrators in Baton Rouge and seized a young woman named Sandra Lott in the ladies' room. Sandra would later testify that Taylor proceeded to take her into one of the stalls and attempt to rape her three times at knife point. When this was unsuccessful, he forced her outside in the grounds and made her strip naked. As he turned to put her clothing on the ground, Sandra fled to the safety of the conference center and her horrified callings. Taylor was arrested for the offense when he invaded the same ladies' room a second time just two weeks later, apparently in an attempt to secure another victim. He was once again locked up in a correctional facility until Christmas Eve 1991 when he was released to the custody of his mother. Less than four weeks later, the 20-year-old raped and killed Kathy Woodhouse. Taylor seemed not to have been perturbed by the thought that he had now murdered someone. While in custody, he wrote letters to his cousin, demanding that she go to bed with him and then threatened to kill her and her entire family, which she refused. He also referred to Kathy Woodhouse as a bitch and claimed he had ambitions to be like Charles Manson. Clinical psychologist David Warsher assessed Taylor in May 1992 and found that although he was affected by alcohol abuse, depression, antisocial personality disorder, and schizotypal personality disorder, he was both fit to stand trial and sane. The doctors said he believed the defendant to be extremely dangerous and lacking conscience and warned he would be unable to function in normal society. Paul Taylor was convicted of the murder of Kathy Woodhouse and sentenced to death. However, in a move that staggered the victim's family, Illinois Governor George Ryan made a decision in January 2003 to commute the sentences for all death row inmates in the state, including Taylor. The governor said he was concerned about human rights and insisted he did not want to see the prisoners facing the death chamber. That meant that instead, Taylor was resentenced to life in prison without parole. He has since said he will stop appealing against his conviction and instead resign himself to a life behind bars at the Illinois River Correctional Center unless Illinois reinstates the death penalty. Meanwhile, Kathy's family were surely have been left wondering how such a dangerous individual slipped through the net of justice so many times before taking the life of their loved one. And that is all we have for this episode of True Crime Never Sleeps Podcast Murder Monday. If you want to support the show, you can buy us a coffee at buymakecoffee.com slash TCNS. Your support will help us grow the channel, the podcast. Um, upgrade our te- uh, equipment, our gear, and possibly travel to True Crime Seeds and record from them. We hope to do that one day, and your support will help us achieve that. Thank you for listening and all and watching. And as always, hit that like button, subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, including Good Pods. Check them out today, and be sure to hit that subscribe button. And we'll see you next time. You have been listening to the True Crime Never Sleeps Podcast. Thank you for listening. You can follow us on Facebook at True Crime Never Sleeps Podcast and on Twitter at True Crime NS. And follow us on Instagram at True Crime Never Sleeps. Thanks for watching. If you want to support the show, 
buy us a coffee at buymeacoffee.com slash TCNN or become a patron at patreon.com slash true crime never sleeps. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino was America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.